Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. And today we're going to the east coast of Canada, to Halifax, to talk to Martha Casey of an organization called what? Oh, Volta. Volta. Yes. I wanted to give you a good introduction. Okay, so Martha, let's just start with your academic background. Sure. So, uh, so I um, after I finished high school, I moved to the Eastern Townships to do my undergraduate degree at Bishop's University, where I studied economics. Then. Um, took some time off, traveled a little bit, uh, did backpacking in Asia and in Australia, and uh, that was fantastic, but needed to sort of settle. Um, and in those days, law school was sort of like what people, uh, what people, you know, they do an MBA nowadays, or maybe engineer, sort of jack of all trades. So went to law school, loved it. Um, but I felt like I, I wasn't quite ready to, to settle down. So I moved to New York. Um, and did a master's of public uh, public administration at NYU, and that was a fantastic experience. I, I feel lucky. Every every uh, school where I studied and everything I learned has been it's been such a privilege, and I recognize that. So you definitely are a world traveler. So having said that, talk about your work experiences. Sure. So um, they're about as diverse as my uh, my education. So um, after articling, I and, and then going back to school, I worked in um, New York City government. So I worked. I did a little bit of work um, consulting through through NYU with the United Nations, and then I uh, worked with a public advocate's office. After I graduated, um, I got a job with. Uh, Mayor Bloomberg's office, which was a fantastic experience, and worked in that administration for um, for about seven years, and that was I had some incredible colleagues. And then I moved back. I was ready to move back to Canada. There was a change in the administration as well, um, and uh, moved to become the chief of staff for the president at Dalhousie, which was um, which was very exciting for me. I learned so much. That kind of job is it just I, I haven't learned more in a in a job than I did in that, and I'd recommend if somebody gets an opportunity to take a chief of staff position, it's a great way. You work all the time, but it's a great way to uh, to learn a little bit about everything. And um, then when he was leaving Dalhousie, uh, somebody reached out to me, and and um, I'd done a little work at Dalhousie in the startup community and in in innovation. So somebody reached out about a role at Volta. So I joined as chief operating officer in 2018, and then uh, just around two years ago, uh, was appointed as chief executive officer. And Volta is an innovation hub. We've got about 50 resident companies that um, that work on so traditional IT software as a service, um, generally business to business. And we also have health tech. So we have a partnership with the Nova Scotia Health Authority. So very exciting space to be working in and truly inspired by all the founders here. So talk about your team and the importance of partnerships. 
So as far as I'm concerned, partnerships are absolutely critical to any organizations or even individual success. So if you think about historically, all the great achievements we've had, if you look at sort of from a medical perspective, from an innovation perspective, it's always been more than one or two minds coming together. And organizationally, you look at what um, things like the health authority, if, if you want to advance anything, you've got to sort of set egos aside and figure out what, um, identify that common goal. So I think I think we have more common ground than, um, than anybody likes to, or anybody recognizes at the outset, but most of us sort of have, have want similar things. So just figuring out when you've got a problem to solve um, or if, if you wanna advance something or if there's an exciting opportunity, you're generally much stronger if you can identify um, allies in that and allies who will also benefit. So, uh, so I think as a region, we're a small region in Atlantic Canada. So by coming together um, with private sector, public sector, post-secondary investment, all of those pieces are so critical to putting this region on the map. And in terms of my team, I am incredibly lucky to work with the people I do and um, just uh, just the other day, actually. So, so I'm going to be moving on from Volta in May, and I spoke to my team about that the other day, and I was very emotional because I'm so privileged to work with every single person. We're a small team. It's been a challenging couple of years with the pandemic, and just watching how they've rallied, how they've they've been so creative in how they support the companies, in how we move forward as an organization. Every single person has has really made such an impact at Volta. So I uh, I can't think of better colleagues. So where did the name Volta come? So that's a great question. Um, so Alexander Graham Bell. Uh, who who was one of the um, so it wasn't my name I didn't choose it but uh, but he was one of the um, one of the you know he invented the telephone or something well not or something he was through partnerships so he did not do it alone but um, but he had a little think tank and it was it was called Volta and so what the lore is and whether this is true or not i'm not sure but uh, but i've heard through some uh, that that was partly um that the name is partly inspired by that and also alexander graham bell is a proud nova scotian and we are of course based in nova scotia so okay so talk a little bit about the programs that are offered by volta sure so we have um we so we offer a number of um, sort of pipeline building. And so by pipeline, it's talking, thinking about either future founders or the talent to support those founders. So in, um, in sort of the, uh, I, it, in technology right now, talent is very, very difficult to come by. There's so much mobility um, between companies. So it's really important to build capacity in, um, in our youth. So, Starting at an early stage, we have a program called uh, Hoist, which is um, supports youth in sort of familiarizing themselves with what um, what opportunities in technology look like. So we we partner with um, organizations. So Microsoft has donated computers that we can we take out to community centers. Have somebody come in and say, you know, here we bring in lunch, 
and then show, uh, you know, here, work on this computer, you can build a computer game for a day, or you can just so show some really basics on, um, and shows them how much fun uh, technology can actually be. And then for our, really the core of what we do is supporting very early stage, well, early, early, when you talk globally, early stage, I mean, these, these are companies, they already have a product, but they may not be seeing revenue yet. And in most tech companies, for people who aren't familiar with the space, um, it's not like a brick and mortar business where you sell something, somebody buys it, you have cash in the bank. You generally, in, in tech companies, you, you build a product and there's a lot of work that goes into something uh, well before you actually start getting customers. So, um, so many of these companies, when they come to us, um, they I can either apply for residency or we have a separate uh, program through which we make small investments in these companies. Um, and they, so we support them with advisory services uh, that, so we have experts from around, really around the globe that can, that are the best at how to price your product. Or if you have to do customer discovery, what that looks like or what sales look like once you actually have a product. So we, we offer all of those. There's also, and that's, that's at no cost. We have space here as well that's subsidized for companies that um, until they grow to a certain size and outgrow our physical space, they can still access our programming. Um, so we also have something called Volta Academy. And that's for people who are interested in becoming a founder potentially, but or may have an idea, but don't know how to kind of move it forward. It's really the basics of what it looks like. So what incorporation looks like, what, you know, so, so that's, but we're really focused on those companies that um, have a product uh, and, and sort of once they get up to maybe a million dollars annual recurring revenue, then then we don't, our resources are not going to be quite as helpful to them because that's, that's sort of a tipping point. So, yeah. Okay, but alumni is also an important part of what you do. It's a critical part. And that's, uh, so, so thinking, you asked about partnerships before, and this is a different kind of partnerships. What's one of the things that makes Volta so special, um, and this is true of hubs uh, across, you know, across the world, is the support that you get from peers. And being a founder is an extremely challenging, um, sort of it's emotionally challenging, financially challenging. It is not an easy road. And having somebody available to talk with you who's been through it is enormously valuable. And in Atlantic Canada now, we have far more alumni than historically because these companies are really starting to take off. Um, so we have, we have people who've, who've really done it. They know what, what raising around the funding looks like. They know what to look out for. They know, you know, if somebody's interested in selling their company, can talk them through some of the challenges. But it really is that, that peer-to-peer, somebody who can actually empathize with what, um, with what they're going through. And one of the things that we do is a found, founder dinners regularly. Um, and they're, so, so it's just founders, so none of the team joins. And they talk through, we, we pay the bill, but they all talk through what their challenges are. And it's nice in a, in a casual environment, informal, to say, yeah, you know, this was really challenging, or I, I thought I was going to get this sale, or I got scooped by a competitor. You know, things like that um, are, are very, very valuable. And it's difficult to quantify those the same way, you know, we can, we can talk about um, – 
the difference, you know, how many, how much funding has been raised by these companies or, or the collective monthly recurring revenue, those are important metrics, but it's that community piece that, um, that I think makes Volta unique. So Martha, can you give me a couple of examples of people who were in the accelerator and moved on successfully? Sure. So there's um, there's a company called Dash Hudson. Uh, so they had they were an early company at Volta. Uh, they have now they're one of the hottest companies in Canada. Um, they're in the market all over the world. They do um, sort of social Instagram sort of branding. They work with the uh, it's not my world, so it's difficult for me. But they do uh, they work with the biggest um, the biggest sort of brands. They work with um, hotels, uh, the media, um, to amplify their, um, Instagram, <laughs> which, which sounds, um, I'm not coming close to doing it justice, but what I will tell you with the work experience there is they are hiring people from all of the best talent from all over the world. They are, you, you can work anywhere in the world. They have these beautiful offices in downtown Halifax. Um, they are, they you know, certainly flexibility, but they also really focus on building capacity and building talent within and advancing people's careers. And this company is, when you think about the, the scale, and so they've grown, um, they've grown, they haven't sold, but there's other companies that have come through Volta that have, um, have scaled and then been acquired. And there's a number of examples of that, but, uh, but the company, and, and it's probably because it, uh, Thomas, who's the CEO of Dash Hudson and, and one of the founders, he was a former board member. So that's one of my favorite. And it's also just a very, very hot company that uh, that people are always asking me, oh, do you think do you think you could introduce my kid to somebody over at Dash Hudson? Because it's uh, everybody wants to work there. And that's in this climate. The, it's it's hard to find talent, but people are just flocking to them. So. Very exciting. <coughs> so having said that, how is Volta funded? So we, it's a mix between, so we do get um, funding from the provincial and federal governments. We have a partnership, uh, I mean, relatively small partnership with, with the city. They have some space here at Volta and um, they, uh, they, we sort of do partnerships on pilots. So piloting some of their products. So that, so that's a sort of, that's a small piece of our funding. We do charge, so we um, capture, we have $30 a month co-working space, which is an absolute steal. If, if you're familiar with co-working spaces, that's, uh, but it's important to the community. We, we offer subsidized rent, so we don't recapture what our costs are, but it does um, impact sort of the bottom line. And uh, we have about 35%, 30 to 35% private sector funding through partnerships um, and, and contributions like that. So how big is your space? Our space is big, um, which has not been easy during the pandemic. It's about 60,000 square feet. So yeah, it, it is it is a big footprint. So That's terrific. Do any of the organizations support uh, social innovation, giving back to the community? 
So we, that's an important part of our culture here. So the companies themselves, there are lots of sort of green economy companies, um, some that really are focused on education, but that's not a requirement of ours. Um, but but there are a number of companies and it, it uh, it's pretty inspiring to see the values and what's what's um, what's led to the evolution of some of these companies, which is often at the core of somebody's true, um, you know, it's, it's what's important to them. And that's that social innovation is is uh, an important part of that. So there's a company called Food for Thought, which um, which provides um, food in to which which supports provision of food to people who um, don't have as much access to that. There's uh, there's I can think of a number of companies that um, there's the Tribe Network, which is uh, an organization that is trying to build a platform, to, international platform, to give more access and amplification to BIPOC founders, which is really important because in the tech community, um, it, that's been largely an underrepresented group, and that's that is uh, it's been an. Um, the broader community has had should have done more earlier, but I think I think there's a collective agreement that we need to be doing more now. We are all focused on doing more now. Um, so those are just a couple of examples. But the more companies these days, and I'm sure you see it, even with the big companies, even Patagonia, you know that's you know the recycling, um, you know repairing things like that. There's far more consciousness about. Uh, sustainability about giving back to the community so um like i said while not a requirement we're seeing more and more companies focused on that and there's no uh from my perspective there's no tension between building a successful company and um and doing well with you know there's no tension between that and um and having a social enterprise so but I think Tribe Network, and, and maybe maybe it would be worth listeners googling that because it's it's pretty unique, and I think have they have a very interesting model. They're somewhat new, so their website is is sort of getting built out, but uh, it's it's there and it's worth checking out for sure. So, Martha, one of the things that I don't quite understand, you're mm-hmm. Nova Scotia only. So no, so we are physically located in Nova Scotia, but we do have, so we have a virtual um, component that people can access our programs uh, from anywhere in Atlantic Canada, but our advisors are based all over the world. So we have 12 countries represented among founders and their um, their senior staff. They're all resident of, of Nova, Atlantic Canada, um, but they've moved here and every single uh, every single one of these companies is in the market all over the world, or working to be in working to be in the market all over the world. So, um, Nova Scotia and Atlantic Canada and Canada as a whole, these are these are companies that want to scale significantly. This is not a big enough market, but it gives them the platform to get there. It gives them the tools to get there. So you can you can be a, a, a significant company and an impactful company, a global company based anywhere where our position is that you can do that based here. So if somebody applies to be a member of the accelerator, how long does it take to uh, get approved and to join the accelerator? 
So, uh, so we have a very quick turnaround thanks to that fabulous team I was talking about earlier. Um, we uh, so it should be within um, a few days or a couple of weeks. Maybe I'm not the person who does it, so I don't want to overpromise on that. But um, but I will. So certainly within a couple of weeks. So there are a couple of limitations. Um, even though we have 60,000 square feet, our offices are sometimes fully occupied. So if somebody's looking for virtual, so it would only really be capacity driven if somebody were to be admitted. But one thing that's really important, we're not, we're not everything to everyone. Um, so sometimes people approach us and there's another organization or there may be another organization that would better be better equipped. So for example, if, if somebody does want to build a brick and mortar, like open a bookstore, open a restaurant, that's not us. We, we don't have the expertise. We can't, we can't help. But what we can do is make an introduction to an organization that can help. And, and there are loads of those as well. So, um, so when we do our job right, and I, I think we do it, quite well um we do we do pass off those founders to the right people so martha three years from today where do you see the organization oh i see it so um so we're really we just recently completed a, a strategic planning um sort of process and we're really refocused on um on supporting founders and uh, couple of minutes ago, I said you can't be everything to everyone. I sometimes, um, I can lose focus and, and want to sort of try to be everything to everyone, which, but now we have a real focus on founders. We'll see more companies um, that are scaling faster. So just as an example of how, how, and this is a long game. So this is, this is thanks to the work that many people have done years ago, but um, the companies themselves, uh, alumni and resident companies, have raised more than 180 million since Volta was founded in 20, like since about 2014. But more than 70 million of that was in the last 12 months, and that's not just because one or two outliers. It's because um, the you know things are finally starting to pay off. Um, so I see more access to capital in the region. I see companies stronger companies, so the right companies getting funded and growing and scaling um, in a real community of tech talent. So so if you think about uh, clusters like Waterloo or Silicon Valley, I mean, we're not, we're not as big as that. I'm not, uh, but we are, um, we are, Halifax is booming right now. It is the, the construction, I mean, and there are definitely social issues that come along with that. So it's, it's not all, it's not all good, but for this community, um, the impact on the, the bottom line for our region, the access to cool jobs that give people opportunities to grow and build their career, that's what's happening. And in three years, this um, with the team here and, and the support that we get in our outstanding board, we are gonna be, um, we're gonna be the place to go. People want to come and do business and open, do, build a startup, build a company in Nova Scotia and in Halifax. Do you see accelerators in other provinces using your model? Well, I think, um, I think this is, this is, this model is not novel. 
um, but how we execute. So we've moved, um, we've moved away from uh, prescriptive programming to really give one-on-one -on -one support. And we are seeing a bit of a trend towards that, but one of the, um, historically people have sort of done programming because that's, you could get funded for delivering a program, but that doesn't always help the founders in, in the best way. So we're starting to see a move towards that, but uh, I like to think people copy us, but we've certainly done our share of copying as well, so. Absolutely. So having said that, where do people get more information about your organization? So definitely go to our website, um, which which is, uh, and then if any questions, you can feel free to, to reach out, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, definitely, but I think our website is a great place to start. Uh, there's loads of opportunities for partnership. Like I said, great co-working space for 30 bucks a month, all the coffee and tea you can drink. We have sweets on Thursdays from all the hip bakeries in, uh, in Halifax. So um, yeah, so it's definitely worth checking out. And also, I think it's important for people to, to recognize that um, working in technology and in this space, it doesn't mean that you've got to be a programmer or an engineer. There's all kinds of jobs, and it's a very, very exciting space to be in. So regardless of whether you want to come work at Avolta or work at one of the resident companies, um, it's just, it's important to know more because this is a really, uh, it's a key part of our future economy here and in Canada. And what is the website again? So it is W, I'm just, uh, just checking on my screen here. Um, just going to tell you, uh, it is, um, it is www www.voltaeffect.com. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You've got an interesting story, and I think there's more to come. So well, thank, thank you, you for so your much. time. It's been great chatting. Thank you.